Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Luke 5. Where I live in Idaho, I don't think of fishing as that dangerous of an ordeal. In fact, it kind of seems like a leisurely Saturday activity, something relaxing, something to do with your friends or your kids. But if you get away from the streams and the ponds of the Treasure Valley in Idaho and you get on ships in the ocean or you go up to Alaska or or you think of things you might see on TV on the show like the deadliest catch, people catching fish in crazy, dangerous circumstances, that is a little different. Now, today we're going to see Jesus call his disciples to be fishers of men. And I want us to see that that's not going to be something that's just easy, leisurely, Saturday afternoon activity. That is going to be intense. And it's something that we need to have a fearlessness about. And that fearlessness is only going to come if we have a fear of God and really of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, a good, right, and healthy fear of him. And we're going to see this really in the first 11 verses of Luke 5. That that's the most unique portion of our passage today. Remember, Matthew, Mark, Luke are often referred to as the synoptic gospels, and a lot of the material in those three gospels is similar. It covers the same events. John is is somewhat different, but in Luke we see some sections that are more unique. And one of those is here at the beginning of Luke 5. And it says, on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. That's another name for the Sea of Galilee. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. Now, if we've put all the gospels together, especially the gospel of John, it would seem that Peter and Jesus already have some kind of relationship at this point. This likely isn't the first time that they have met. And so he asks Simon uh, and he puts it the boat out and Jesus um, teaches Pete the people. He's sitting in the boat away from the land. And then when he had finished speaking, verse four, he says to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. Uh, So here you see um, Jesus and, and Peter interacting and Jesus giving some instruction and you see Peter's response. Sure, maybe you can say it's a bit begrudging, but he does respond to Jesus's command with obedience. And Peter, this is his profession. He is a fisherman. And so instead of just saying, hey, you know, get out of my boat, carpenter, and stop telling me what to do when I've been out here at this all night and you don't know what you're talking about. You're a carpenter. You're working with wood. Fish are my life. And I work with these fish and we've 
toiled all night. We're not going to catch anything now. But that's not what he says. He responds with obedience. And so they they do this and they enclose a large number of fish in verse six, it says, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that when, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man Oh Lord. So here you see something that should remind you uh, of the scene in Isaiah 6. And again, a similarity between the scenes is there's a commissioning, a commissioning to go out and serve. In Isaiah 6, he sees a vision of the Lord seated on the throne and he falls down and, and says, woe is me, I am finished. Well, here we see Peter uh, falling down at Jesus's knees and saying, depart from me for I am am a sinful man, O Lord. That's very interesting how that's worded. Jesus didn't say anything about Peter's sin. Uh, he, He didn't say anything condemning to Peter. Jesus didn't say anything about his own holiness, but Jesus did something. Jesus did something that Peter knows nobody normal can do that. He knows that there is something special about Jesus. And because there's something special about Jesus, he knows that his own sin is exposed. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He has a true fear of God in this moment. And everyone is filled with wonder. And I love what Jesus says to Simon, to Peter here. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. And we know Peter will go on to catch men. We'll get to the book of Acts eventually, and we'll see how Peter is used by God uh, to really help establish the early church and lead many people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, Peter is going to become a fisher of men. But even as he gets his commission to do that, he he learns a lesson. He doesn't need to be afraid, really, of anything else, um, as long as he has the right fear of God. And even the right fear of God helps us to not be afraid of God in an unhealthy way, uh, afraid of his condemnation and his wrath, um, because when we have that healthy fear of God, it drives us to confess our sins, to repent of our sins, and to put our faith in Christ. And that takes the fear of God's wrath and his condemnation really away uh, from us for ourselves. We should still have a healthy fear of God and all of that, uh, especially his wrath and condemnation towards sinners. And we should seek then to be fishers of men. And so my encouragement to you today is as you go about this task of being a fisher of men, it is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a leisurely activity. Seeking to be a part of the work of the church and of making disciples is intense. It is very intense. And It can be very intimidating, whether it's pressures from the world or pressures to please people or whatever it may be. But when we have a healthy fear of God, when we understand who Jesus is, well, that'll lead us to a right relationship with him and a lack of fear. 
So my encouragement to you is to focus on Jesus. Whatever obstacles and whatever fears you may have, whether that's serving the Lord more at your your church to be a part of the disciple making that's going on there, whether it's more evangelism in in your own personal life, you, you don't need to be afraid. And you'll find that when you focus on Jesus, when his is the only opinion really that you care about, that's exactly where you want to be. And so I would encourage you to focus, um, to focus on Jesus today. Uh, the next section we get to is Jesus cleansing a leper. And again, you see his compassion, even in how he reaches out and touches the leper. And another uh, common scene where he is told not to go and tell anyone, but he goes and he does, and he tells many people. And Jesus is even more popular than ever. But here's here's just a good reminder verse for you, that in the midst of all that popularity, and all the demands on his time, Luke 5, 16, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Jesus would withdraw. And I love how it puts it there. He would withdraw as if this was his practice. And that's the idea that the gospels give us. He regularly withdrew from the crowds and the adulation and the demands to desolate places. And there he would pray. And that's a good example for us. We need to get away from the hustle and bustle regularly to pray. Are you doing that? And maybe there's a place, maybe you don't need to go out to a desolate place. Maybe you've got a quiet place in your home where you can pray. But notice Jesus's devotion to that. That's a good model for us. Now, in verse 17, we see some familiar things in these passages that we've seen in the other Gospels. But the way Luke is putting things together, verse 17 definitely begins a a section that starts to highlight more the tension and the differences and the controversy between Jesus and the Pharisees. You see that with this healing of the paralytic where they lower him down through the ceiling. And again, Jesus makes the uh, what to the world would have been an outrageous claim that he can forgive sins. And they say, who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus proves to them how he can forgive sins, thus proving that he is God. We also see him calling Levi. And again, the controversy that erupts as Jesus hangs out with tax collectors. Um, and that's who Levi was, a former now tax collector who has left that sinful life behind. And now he's inviting his friends. And that doesn't go well, sit well with the religious leaders. And then a question about fasting, where Jesus makes clear, um, hey, old man-made traditions are not going to mesh and mix with what I am doing. And even, I think, if we step back and look at the scripture as a whole, we see how Jesus brings uh, some level of discontinuity. I mean, think of how your Bible is laid out. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament. And what does the word testament even mean? Well, it means a covenant. So, there's an old covenant and a new covenant. What's different in the middle? Jesus comes, and that's what changes things. And so we see those controversial elements, and we'll see more of that as we get into tomorrow. But again, these are things that have been emphasized. I love the unique beginning there of Luke 5 and that call of Simon Peter there. And I want that to be what really hangs with us today, that we do not need to be afraid. We are to be fishers of men, and we don't need to be afraid of all the obstacles that we might 
uh, come across on the dangerous seas of fishing for men if we have a right view of Jesus. So turn your eyes to Jesus today. See him for who he is. And may God use you as a fisher of men. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.